You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Coach Mayer, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Seamless. Seamless integration. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Kapow, <laughs> the pop culture podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. He's back. I'm if you here. didn't hear it in the intro, Jared's here. I'm here. Seamless integration was my campaign motto. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Jared. It's good to have you. Thank you. We haven't done a regular just sit around the table, talk about what we've watched and such regular episode in quite some time. Long time. time. Guys, I've stopped the presses. Stop the presses. I went viral. You went viral. Everybody see that? Uh, Oh, right. Yeah. Neil Peart died. And I must. And you made it all about you. And and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the, the moment Neil Pert died, and I must have been the first person to find out about it because I saw it on Twitter. Had me on there, and I just like five seconds, just nothing. Nobody follows me. Like seriously, I don't know even how this happens if nobody follows you. There's like fifty people following me, but it's mostly people that just want you to follow them. I'm not on there for followers, I guess. I'm on there to follow other people. So anyway, I uh, was just like, oh, I, I was like. I'm going to look up a picture and just post something. And I, uh, one of the first pictures that came up was a aerial view of his drum set, which is of course, famously the most intricate (laughs) out of control drum set ever. And it's good. It have empty stool in the center and it sticks on the snare. And I was like, Ooh, that's a good one. And I just put rip to the goat and posted it. And my phone exploded. And Nick was like, are you going viral? (laughs) I was like, I think I'm going viral. I was like, this has never happened to me. He's like, are you going to shut that off? Uh, You know, shut the sound off. I was like, are you kidding me? It's like, I'm not even going to take a nap before work now. I'm just going to sit here and listen to this thing. Ding. It was amazing. But anyway, I had, which it didn't. It doesn't sound too crazy when you read these stats until you get to the big, bigger stat. But I was like, I had 369 retweets. I still, every day, somebody still likes. I'm at 1,287 likes. But when you look at the tweet activity, this is what I got me. The number of times people saw this tweet on Twitter. 273,266. I was like, are you kidding me? So... That was exciting. That's an anecdote. Wow. Wow. You ought to try it out sometime. Did you uh, mention the podcast? At any point? <laughs> I do. All I can think <laughs> is that Cliff is going to kill me that I didn't tag us mm. or something. Now, uh, tweet a picture of our logo. The magnet. Uh, the magnet. <laughs> yes. The magnet. Yeah. And see how many hundred thousand views that gets. Yeah, really. Oh, it was funny. Anyway, so uh, he's, you know. It was just one of those things I'm like, well, he's the best ever. So, you know. And yeah, and it's all about if you're the first 
to hear it. Yeah, it just happened to be on it right after. I think we did the similar thing when Stan Lee passed away. I, mm. I, I shared on the Kapow page yeah. almost immediately, and it got a whole bunch of traction because you know that, that immediate shock you want to you oh, know, yeah. click and let everyone know you've heard it. Yeah, so. people were like thanking me. Oh, thanks for sharing that picture. Like I took it. You know, I didn't. I didn't take this picture. I googled it. <laughs> anyway. So, what are we doing tonight? I'm turning 40. <laughs> oh, Ooh. my God. Turning 40. Lordy, lordy. Uh, yeah, I, uh, we're recording on my birthday. No place I'd rather be. <laughs> Good. Because we Cheers. almost yeah. had you somewhere else. Jay brought yeah. some cupcakes. That's right. Well, that reminded me of childhood birthdays. If you remember how our birthdays were scheduled. Oh, yeah. Uh, Justin was born January 4th, my older brother. I was born the 17th of January. Yes. So very close to Christmas. Right. Somehow, somehow, somehow we were convinced by my mother that that was bad and we didn't need to get a present till the summer. (laughs) What? Because who needs a present? Too close. Who needs a present a week after Christmas? And we bought it hook, line, sinker, I guess. So, oh my God! We would get I our presents. I thought I had an anecdote. Go we, on. <laughs> we would get our presents in July, and it was always a surprise. I never remembered. So, like Fourth of July, Happy Fourth of July! Here's your birthday present. You didn't remember that and it, it was, wasn't your birthday. <laughs> yeah, it was literally a surprise every year. It was your unbirthday. So then along comes third child here, Jared, born in June. Yeah. I nope. was allowed to have right. You had your actual. Oh, that birthday. is BS. You, you should have got an extra present at Christmas. <laughs> so, well, listen to this. So, June comes along. He has his birthday. Yep. July comes around very shortly after. Hey, it's the other brother's birthday. He started flipping out. I was like, "What? How come they both get presents and I don't?" <laughs> and instead of explaining to him how the calendar works and how mm-hmm. math works and how aging works, it's like, "Okay, just get him a present too." So, a month after his. His actual birthday on our fake birthdays, he always got a present. Yeah. It, it worked out <laughs> really well. I gotta me. tell you, it's as much his birthday as it is yours. <laughs> so I've never put a whole lot of stock into birthdays. I don't really celebrate them all that much, but yeah. It's wow. a big one though. Here we are. This was the what the Goldbergs episode. Mm-hmm. Was about this week. Yeah, actually. it was Murray's second fiftieth birthday. Yeah, and he yeah. was say he was saying how he's like because that guy's only fifty. Wow, and I'm forty. <laughs> Dang, that's old. His character is a long way. decade. <laughs> but that, but well, let's talk some TV. All right. What in the good Lord is going on? Well, I Nothing. Mean, I'm just some fellas I play car pranks with. The worst thing about prison was the. Was the Dementors. Nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's gonna die. There are no strings on me. So if you want to make more money and uh, keep the money that you make, better call Saul. He looks like a panda and a Disney princess had a baby. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. First, I thought you and the others were gods. Then I realized you're just men. And I know men. You guys, look at my dirty girl. Roll on snare drum. Curtain. Good joke. 
What's the There Are No Strings on Me? What's that? Uh, it was from Legends oh, on okay. the CW. Because I'm, like, I'm like, that's it all was I a, can think of is James Spader's Ultron. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, I couldn't play. No, now I know why. Wrong universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They stole our line. <laughs> anyway, the Goldbergs, he was saying how his what, what was like his dad kind of downplayed his the birthdays or something yeah, it was never yeah. a big deal because it just kind of had a negative connotation and he was seeing how it could be a good thing so so we're, we're gonna take you to see bad boys and you can have like a good birthday finally <laughs> that's right we gotta go see it in july <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna rent it uh, what's our been been watching on tv well a uh, little bit of this, this, a little bit of that, but we were just talking about, so we might as well get it out of the, uh, out of the way. New show um, that I watched and then made you watch yeah. on NBC called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Yeah. All Zoe wanted was a connection. I have lots of ideas. Uh, why should I listen to you? I'm sorry, uh, where was I? What she got was so much more. I think I'm going crazy. One second I'm getting an MRI, the next second... Is this were singing what they were all thinking out loud. Which is the first thing that I find interesting about you. Zoe can hear people's innermost thoughts through song. Do it win, 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 no matter what. Wait, are you hearing a song right now? Yes, and the music's in my head. All I see is a bunch of mostly white people drinking overpriced coffee. She has this unique power that she has to learn how to harness. I can't why are you so distracted all of a sudden? Keep your personal life to yourself. It's about how we express ourselves and love and family. Because of whatever this new ability is, I discovered that my best friend is in love with me. I think I love you. What? Say, uh, What's her name? Zoe. She was in a movie. Uh, uh, there was a movie a couple of years ago and saw where there was the, it was like, don't. I don't know. We don't know her name or the movie. But where there was a blind guy in the house and they went in there and tried to steal something. and Don't just, breathe. Yeah, don't, don't breathe. breathe. Yeah. And I can't remember her name. I was thinking it was Jane something. She was in a Jane show Lee. called Suburgatory a few years ago, too. If you yeah, maybe it is. Show. Called what? Suburgatory. Okay. Jane Levy. Yeah. Wasn't she in that? Yeah, you got That was from a few years ago. Yeah, so uh, just the first episode uh, has come out since at the time of the recording, but this is, uh, also has Peter Gallagher, uh, John Clarence Stewart, Mary Steenburgen, um, Lauren Graham, Skylar Aston, which uh, he was in the uh, Pitch Perfect movies, and Alex Newell plays the uh, neighbor lady. So. She's basically bitten by a radioactive Spotify. Pretty much, yeah. She um, she hears a playlist in her head by while well, she's getting an MRI. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you've ever had had one, they play music for you. Well, so, there's an earthquake mm-hmm. when it happens early on in the episode, and they so now it she, doesn't really. It's not important. Has, no. We're just trying to get the point across that now in her real life, as she's walking around, she when she sees people, they are they're singing songs and dancing around it's just according a, it, to what is what, what they're feeling they're yeah. yeah so yeah. she's so that's what she sees and that so it's a it's just an excuse to have a show where people sing and dance yeah it's a musical fine. it's yeah. a clever idea i don't yeah. have any, you know i guess it's yeah. just like i it started out pretty rough 
Yeah, it was pretty it was bad. An hour episode. I don't know if this type of show is. It, I I'd be surprised if this show is normally going to be. An I don't hour. think it will. Just because of the a money pilot. it'll take to get the rights to all these songs. Yeah. Well, so. I'm just thinking like as far as a regular episode, how many story how wise? I, I would think it feels like more like a half hour show. But anyway. But yeah, uh, what we're trying to say is it got much. I felt it got much better as it went along. It got better. And it had some, it had some good parts to it. Some, it did. It, some even emotional the stu- parts. Even the predictable, little, yeah. yeah. Even the predictable things were still good a little, enough. Little jerk at your emotion. So yeah, my wife was looking forward to this one, so she was watching, and I caught about the last half hour yeah. of it. So I thought it was, if you're into the musical kind of thing, I thought it was pretty much. Yeah, what yeah it was. It was. For. It was fun. I will definitely watch the next one. Yeah, me too. I'll give it a couple. If Cliff reminds me, I'll check it out. <laughs> they t- take like a month off till the second episode. So, anyway, what else did we watch? Uh, stick with NBC. Just go right through okay. it. This is us. Latest episode. This is us. Me and Cliff watching this yeah. show. I don't know. It's always got some moment. Yeah. I'm I'm just on the edge of my seat for next week. Yeah. First know. off, I'm crying because. This- John Legend was singing to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. At the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> I know. You know the- Those are ridiculous. <laughs> it's totally unrealistic. And, uh, but I still like what. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there were, <laughs> there were a couple things. I didn't know how well I was going to like the storyline with the, uh, with the baby and being oh, blind oh, and all yeah, that. Yeah. But they, they've made it interesting. <laughs> you don't watch the show, that. do you? No. Did your wife watch it? Does Valerie no, watch it? No, we haven't watched it. Oh, wow. Wow, I she think she keeps saying I will probably start that one of these days. But jeez, it's yeah. a phenomenon. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I that's just crazy because <laughs> I feel like I have to keep up with it, and I'm not. So, that doesn't come up in my normal conversation. <laughs> yeah. But I do work with a bunch of girls, and so I was like, yeah. forget it. I'm just gonna. I work. I work with you, and I'm around Cliff. I'm just gonna go and watch right. the show. And <laughs> it's one of it's the show that like we sit down. Maybe it's after dinner or whatever, and my wife makes it a point, like, "Oh, we haven't watched This Is Us yet," and yeah. pops it on there. I'm it's like, good. "Okay, whatever." Well, get, get a good cry. That's a good yeah, cardio yeah. after yeah. you eat. I always like that show, Parenthood, Craig D. Nelson. Mm-hmm. It's a great show. Yeah, absolutely. We did watch all those. That it's it really has that feel. Okay. I honestly say they pull off some of the tear jerk. They they it's got more of that than Parenthood did, like. And, and, and I like whole, that. I like the emotional mm-hmm. stuff, you know. So they they do some of that. There was things I like better about Paranoid, but because you know I'm more attached to it. It went for many many years, and I liked all those characters. But 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 this one with the multiple story. Or I love time, time stuff. Yeah. This is what this has is they jump around in time, and I love that. Yeah. you'll just be totally blindsided, thinking you're watching something that you're not. Yeah. Anyway, this was a fine episode, but the. Uh, you were discussing that the one kid that we saw at the beginning of the season, yeah, as a grown future, yeah. yeah, and then, and, and we here we're back into he's a baby still and just right. a few months old. And, that was interesting. And but, the stress that's putting on, but I like their interaction between Toby. You know, uh, that, that guy's a pretty good actor. Like yeah. I, I yeah. dig him. And then, um, but the the big storyline right now, I think, is um, is the mom. And her uh, di- diagnosis, I guess, with dementia. Yeah. Uh, or the, at least the, the beginning of it. Yeah, so the end of the... Mandy Moore The is. mid-season finale was really good mm-hmm. uh, about that, jumping around when you thought it was happening and when it yeah. wasn't. That was great. Yeah. So we'll see where this goes. I thought they were doing a lot of setup in this episode for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And the preview for next week was very... 
Very good. Um, yeah. 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 Sterling yeah. K. Brown <laughs> is just like he's on the verge of tears at every scene he's in. <laughs> yeah. He's always just like welling up and uh, you know, and he's so intense. Mm-hmm. You know, and to see what's happening next week, I'm psyched. So um, yeah. Okay. Guy, I'm the thing I'm most excited on network TV for right now. And I, and I don't think any of you probably care about this, but the next season of Survivor. The fire is burning And when this is through One soul will survive It's coming for you It's the biggest battle in Survivor history 20 returning winners Coming back out here, I can feel my blood starting to rise It's like the Super Bowl, 20 years in the making I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. It is a miracle that I'm sitting here today. I met my wife on Survivor. We have four daughters. It'd be really messed up if they have to see Daddy vote Mama off. Survivor's ready. Go! They'll compete in epic challenges. Winners at War is underway. Face the return of the Edge of Extinction. And encounter a new twist that will completely reset how the game is played. Fire tokens add yet another layer of duplicity that did not exist before. It's season 40. We've had 39 seasons. It's been 20 years. They did an all-star season in season 8, which has had a lot of popular players, um, a couple winners. Then they, in season 19, maybe, Heroes versus Villains, they had uh, mostly popular, all-star players, a lot of popular players. But they've never had, like, Winners, you know, a lot, very many winners in one season. And, you know, they've always, people have wished for this, but that after season 39 being possibly could have killed the show by the controversy, uh, you know, of like sexual harassment and stuff, it was like, ugh, is this going to be the end? But I think this is going to save it. They had already filmed this season 40 that'll be coming out this next month. Well, is the show. So difficult and 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 you know tiring and you know like do if you won a million dollars would you want to go back and do it again? But plenty like, of people have, yeah. yeah. Yes, if it's that they, they like the challenge, yeah. they want and they want to see if they can do it again. They want to prove themselves that it wasn't a fluke. Uh, there's been a two-time winner, one of them, and this year there will be another one because it is a season. Uh, there's been 39 seasons, and Kim there will be Jennings. No. There will be 20 players this season, and every one of them has won a season. That's very – if you're a fan of this stuff, that's crazy that they're able to pull that off and even find 20 people out of those last 39 that can go back out there. Um, so it's – there's only like two or three people that – of the other winners that I wish were there. They really picked the cream of the crop, so – it's going to be great. I'm re- I mean, there's a husband and wife that have each won. They met on the show, married, have four kids, I think. Somehow they're able, were left all those kids at home <laughs> and are coming back out. If you've ever heard of Boston Rob, I'm sure he's very embedded in pop culture, but him and his wife are both going to be on there. It's like, it's just, I'm excited about it. A lot, all Survivor fans are, so that's probably the biggest announcement announcement that happened 
I watched a show, uh, just started a, a new show that I didn't know existed. Twenty, It's from 2014 and 2015, two seasons. Uh, it was on FX. Apparently my wife watched the first season um, one weekend and I had no idea. I must have been working. But it's called Married. Have you guys Never seen this? No? It, nope. um, <clears throat> it is uh, Judy Greer, who I like. Nat Faxon plays the uh, the husband. Oh, I watched some of that. Brett okay. Gelman is yeah. great. Always oh, great. Um, he's really good in it. And then uh, Jenny Slate, John Hodgman are in it. Um, but it's uh, it's a neat little take on on marriage. And you know they <laughs> their husband and wife relationship. But um, the way they kind of I don't know. It's got a real realness to it. The just kind of disdain the resentment sometimes they have for each other but then they have um the husband has these friends in um in jenny slate and uh and brett galman who plays aj and they are just kind of off the wall characters jenny slate's married to paul riser uh so she's married to this much older man but it's it's a fun show it's a little bit it's not a family show it's a little bit more adult but yeah married on fx um i'm almost through the second season so uh, in the last couple of days, but I thought it was really good for something I'd never heard of and missed, and apparently a lot of pe- other people must have too. So, what have you been watching, Jared? Doesn't have to be recent. <laughs> no, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. It's all good. A um, couple of things we were watching, or we just recently finished season three of Amazon Prime's yep, yep. Marvelous <laughs> Maisel. What? You're, you're in the wrong category. That's TV. Rookie. Oh, is that streaming? Oh, <laughs> it's all God. streaming to him. We got another. Oh, yeah. Michael. Oh, no. <laughs> Filling the shoes. Uh, <laughs> gotta watch TV. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Jeopardy. I was watching the oh, Jeopardy that was good. Championship. Yeah. Yeah, talk about that. It was good. I, did, I, you, did you guys watch that? No. Um, just didn't get in the round to us. You know, I. to me, I like to watch Jeopardy, and I can usually get some of the questions, you know. Robert Todd Lincoln, I'm all over Boom. it. <laughs> well, there's an anecdote we didn't have. Yeah. But uh, th- these ones were tough, man. They were crazy. Yeah, tough. I, yeah I agree. I was say I was watching it and thinking when I watch Jeopardy, I some you know sometimes in the mood I'm going to try to shout them out yeah. to you know to get them before they can say them and and you know you can usually do quite a few in an episode, but mm-hmm. not on and this. They were so quick, you didn't have a second. No to way. Even they even sped up the final Jeopardy. It's yeah. like I need a second. <laughs> yeah, it was. Crazy. And I don't like the jumping around the board. Like I, I would prefer to just do it by category. But I like. I did. I loved that uh, Ken Jennings came. Like, okay, we we're gonna have to play like you. Yeah. I mean, that's who I wanted to win. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, that was good. Definitely. I had a premiere on HBO, The Outsider. Yes. Based on the Stephen King novel. From last year or the Very year recent. Yeah, very recent it. novel. I had not read the book. Um, I uh, I knew someone that had that She really liked it. Um, but I never got around to it. And I was like, ah, that's all right. There's going to be a show. I'll watch that. And I, I really liked it. There was first two episodes they premiered. Ben Mendelsohn and Jason Bateman. Which is the main reason I watch, because I like both those actors quite right. a lot. So I thought, uh, yeah, exactly. that's, that's, worth, a, that's great, worth a watch. Yeah. Great actors. I, and he, Bateman directed the first two. Yeah. yeah. He's he's great. I love to watch him. I can't wait till Ozark comes back, because he's, 
He's just very watchable. But it's, he has some it's great very, moments. very dark. It's about the murder of a child. And they think they have an open and shut case. They have the evidence that it was Jason Bateman who did it. And then evidence comes out that he was in some other place. So they have completely opposite evidence that both proves he did it and didn't do it. So yeah. knowing it's a Stephen King story, I'm assuming there's something supernatural in the works. But they haven't really gotten into the the mystical side of things yet. It's right. just been kind of a dark procedural so far. We haven't even seen Cynthia Erivo who's a new newer actress in the last couple of years as far as putting herself on the map. Um, I've seen her in a couple things um, that she was really good in. So, I, so I'm looking forward to her showing up on the show. I, I really enjoyed it. Now I wanted to ask you <laughs> off air uh, that my son and I watched the first episode together and then we watched the second one separately. And he came in and he's like, I got to admit, so I was watching it and I'm at the end of the episode and I realized that someone had died and he, he was like, I did not realize that they had died. And it was just like known at the end of that episode. And I was like, the same thing happened to me. Like I felt like however it was edited, I did not realize that this character had died. Did like you the big, the big death? That happened? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was kind of shocked that, it was a well. I went back as soon as day. they said something. I went rewound back and watched it again. It is not clear. Mm. Uh, I mean, it, it, there's one thing said, but you know, I might have been on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a, where I would you say get we were both on our phones when we watched it separately. But anyway, yeah, it's hard to blame the filmmaker. Well, <laughs> you have to take into account that yeah. people might be on their phone. <laughs> this is prestige TV. <laughs> Anyway, it's good. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. And I, uh, when uh, I uh, constantly think, why am I paying so much for HBO every month? It's because they've always got that one show going. Oh, I know. I have to watch. Yeah. And so I can't get rid of it. And this is the current reason. Yeah. I yeah I didn't. Lo- I, I'm not. It's not my favorite thing on TV right now. But it's it's definitely enough of a mystery. Right. And it was it was well made enough, and I like the actors enough that I'll. Stick it has it. a uh, true detective feel to it. Mm-hmm. Also, if you have a, a good true detective. Yeah. I wanted to catch up on. I mentioned Stumptown when it first premiered. It's a show on ABC based on the graphic novels from oh, o- this is, Oni yeah. Press. Uh, Kobe Smolders is a v- uh, army veteran. Who comes home and ends up becoming a private investigator? It's got Jake Johnson as her BFF, mm-hmm. kind of the will they, won't they? They were they they were they hooked up one time way in the past, and now they're just oh we swear it's all platonic, but there's a lot of chemistry there, so the right. show's gonna play that crazy. Sure. Um, I think I talked about the pilot. I said it was decent, it had some interesting things. I think it's it's gotten pretty good. Okay. For a network show, a very, it's, it's very procedural. Each episode is a new case that she's on. So, you know, it's, they, they wrap it up by the end of the hour, but there's all, you know, dangling plot threads and stuff. But it's, I say, it may not be prestige TV, but it's worth a watch every week. And then they, I, I say, I like both the actors. They have terrific chemistry. There's always something interesting. There's really good music that there's a gag. She drives this old beater car and she has a tape stuck in the tape deck. So anytime she's in the car, you know, car chase starts. You know, they hit a bump and the tape starts playing because she can't get right. she can't get it out of the tape deck. So there's always oh, good, good good music cues good and and it's had a whole bunch of good actors in it already. You know, there's only been eight or ten episodes, but they've already had uh, Austin Emilio who played Dwight in The Walking Dead who got his face mm. ironed mm-hmm. off. 
uh, Jay Duplass, one of the Duplass brothers, yeah. from Room 104. Zosha Mamet from Girls. Donald Logue, our favorite <laughs> actor from so many did, things. Yeah, did you guys watch Terriers? No, but that's the show I couldn't think of many episodes yeah. back. It was like a one-season I would like Wonder. to watch that. I was, um, anyway. Sorry yeah, that was on a whole bunch of the best of yeah. the decade list. That makes me want to really watch that. One season. But he played, a lot of people brought that show up about this show because he plays like an aging private investigator. And that's what he played on Terrier. So it's like, oh, it's almost like that character's you know, continuing yeah. story on here. Uh, Janine Garofalo had Mike Epps. And the villain was in a couple episodes. Was a man named Colin Cunningham. Which you might not know, but he was also the villain in a little show called Blood Drive. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> not even close. Oh, wow. uh, so nice try. I got very excited. I was like, "That's the cover for Blood Drive." Wow! So a very solid network drama. I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, well, speaking of ABC, I was just gonna. I'm sure you guys didn't watch it, but I had said before I really enjoyed when they did those live, re you know redoings of All in the Family, and they did Jeffersons. Well, then last month they did, uh, like a week before Christmas, they did another episode. Um, Norman Lear and Jimmy Kimmel presented there. I mean, that guy's in his 90s. These are the shows he's created way back, and they they did another episode of All in the Family. It was a Christmas episode, and they did a Christmas episode of Good yeah, Times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was really cool. They, Eddie, I said before that Eddie Murphy owns that painting from mm-hmm. uh, Good, Good Times. Times. The shirt it's called Sugar Shack, and he don't his estate donated it for the show, and it was in the room again when they did film that stuff. You know what was interesting? I watched this I think on Christmas Day. I was just kind of looking. Well, that'd been a good time to watch in it. the afternoon for something to watch. My parents were at the house, and. <laughs> So I turned it on, and my my mom's like, "What? What is this?" <laughs> that's that's confusing. It, it really did, and she was like, "Why? Why are we watching this?" She's like, "I watched it the first time," yeah. and I was like, "Well, I, you know," I was like, "Well, it's kind of neat, and it's live, and they're trying to bring it back, and you know, show how some of the same issues yeah, are happening right. today." And she just did not enjoy it at all. I made her. Oh. I made him sit there. It was it was really cool because they picked like pol- you forget how political those shows were yeah. and and you know they like honestly shows don't do that sitcoms don't do that like this anymore and it was really interesting. Uh, you're saying uh, Miss Fletcher? You and I both watched Miss. Yeah, we watched Miss, H- Mrs. Fletcher. H- was that say HBO? Yeah, right? HBO. It was. Um, I feel bad. It was fairly short. Yeah, it was not a lot of episodes. Six or eight episodes, at the most. Yeah, Kath, This is Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Um, she plays the title character. Her, her, she, you know, divorced, and her son is going to college. Yeah. And she's just trying to rediscover what she's going to do with her life. Here. Right. She's obviously been kind of a, like a little bit of a almost like her. Like a helicopter parent, but yeah. her son is like super douchey. Yeah, 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 just horrible. And, and he's um, going to college and real and being uh, faced with that as he just he goes there and all everybody's just treats him like that. Like, yeah, where the archetype he is works great in high school. Sure, yeah, but not but, in college. But the minute he's out of high school, yeah, yeah, and he's, you, got a you know, he's trying to 
deal with it. Yeah, her it, son's played by Jackson White. And did, I, I thought he did he a did good a really, job. He, yeah. did, he did do a really good job yeah. of walking that line of still being that kind of guy, but trying to learn and, you know, yeah, sort whether of, he pulled yeah. it off or not. Right. It was good. It was so. It was yeah. better than I thought it was. She be. she plays a she's like a director at a like a nursing home or assisted living or something mm. and and there's some emotional stuff there but um, yeah she's just she's faced with you know finding a life that she doesn't have um, she's suddenly alone and a lot of, of it is just about loneliness and it, you know it can be a weird age and when. <laughs> When you reach your forties, yeah, and, <laughs> and, go uh, on, and, and uh, you know, suddenly, um, for a lot of us, suddenly our, our children are they become adults and um, and are going off to find their own lives, and then it's like, well, now what do we do? So it's a lot of that, um, and it's just you know what happens when you mask your own needs uh, for a really long time just with caring for somebody else but um it's had an interesting cast owen owen teague played uh he was the um the kid that graduated high school with her son but um she she goes out and starts to take a, a local class um and meets some oddball characters uh through the class and he's in the class and then uh, Casey Wilson and Katie Kershaw are in this also. But yeah, my my wife really enjoyed this show um, a lot more than I thought she would. And it's it's got some you know there's some there's some stuff in it that uh, <laughs> I was wondering how you're gonna describe. It. <laughs> there's some stuff. There's there. some stuff in it, guys. Yeah, that um, is adult oriented, but uh, some drug use and some sexual stuff that. You don't want little ones to be around uh, in maybe in the same room, but uh, we, we break it out. Yeah, Carly, go to your room. That's right. Uh, but we we did we we highly enjoyed it. I hope it comes back. I don't the way you know had a cliffhanger cliffhanger ending there. Pretty big deal there. That uh, I got a segue for you. Watchmen. Yeah, doesn't look good for season no. two. Speaking of not coming back. Yeah, we we yeah. got that. Uh, on the list under the wire. See if we'd have waited, we wouldn't have been able to yeah. declare it a great show. But I'm okay with that. I totally agree. Yeah, I, I, don't I, ruin I dread it. the thought of them bringing back and doing a worse product. Yeah. Watch it gradually decline. Lindelof seems honest about it. like I don't have a good idea for season two, so I'm not just going to make it just to make it. So yeah. yeah, that seems to be his stance, and HBO seems to be okay with. Not press. That's pressing. what amazes me that HBO yeah. isn't like, nope, we're uh, going on plug in someone else. Let's because after this. after season one of Westworld, it was kind of the same situation. Is there going to be another year? You know, they didn't have anything written or prepared, or and, and HBO just kind of went, well, yeah, there's got to be a season two. So you haven't been on since we've talked Watchmen. What was your impression? I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I was right along with you guys. Best of the decade worthy yeah, for it, one season. It earned it. The fact that it's only one season really cemented it as having been, had to have been on there. Yeah, uh, yeah I still struggle with like someone that is not familiar with the comic. Like what? How could they? What were they? Th- I <laughs> did they have any idea what any of that was about? I, I don't there? see how. I, I mean, either. some people are gonna. They would have seen the movie, I guess. Yeah. But there's the there's the fan, you know, 
fans of it that know it's just such a small percentage and that but it's so critically acclaimed is why it gets so much yeah. buzz it's like I, I don't know that how many people were actually watching it that got it I, i'm sure people tried it and then just tuned out well I, I like to think that you know the themes were universal enough that even someone not familiar with the movie or not familiar with the comic could watch it and get something out of it but right. um yeah it was great so did we do it for tv well, speaking of critically acclaimed comic mm. book adaptations. Oh, that's the, right. The, the pretty the big thing happened. You guys were looking forward to the big crisis. Crisis on Infinite Earths. There was no hope for this world. No hope. No hope. It's time for me to die. There's things we have to accept no matter how much it hurts. I wish I was hopeful, like you. Baby, I don't want to say goodbye. My mistakes outweigh all the good I've ever done. Find your mother. Tell her how much I love her. The end of the world is licking at our heels! This was going to be all the shows coming together. The CW does a crossover yearly, and it seems like they've been building to this. Yeah. <laughs> this was kind of the ultimate, um, especially in a year where we had Avengers Endgame. Yeah, this felt very like TV Endgame right. to me. So, and and you, got, I remember you guys. It was like Brandon Ruth was coming back. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brandon Routh is on Legends of. Tomorrow, yeah. he plays the Atom. But, of course, in oh, that's Superman right. Returns, yeah, yeah. He, he played Superman, Clark Kent. Um, so, in this, yes, they he plays his normal role. But he also, they bring him back as Kingdom Come Superman. So, he plays the older Superman from the different Earth. Yeah. Um, so, there was a lot of talk about how many cameos were in this. <laughs> and how many versions of different characters we're going to see so the the hype was real for this so, mm-hmm. and you're as a dc guy you you, you seem to be yeah i was really excited yeah. for this and, and as they kept dropping names i was like yeah yeah what other yeah. names were they dropping well like, I'll, I'll do all the i got okay. all the cameos listed okay, okay. so but, uh, but before we get into real heavy spoiler territory what's your overall um and and that was kind of the thing the first three episodes i was not into it like it it kind of just felt like a big cameo fest and it was very gimmicky it was but the story felt very convoluted and it was hard to kind of follow and that may have been because i haven't been watching a lot of flash i haven't watched arrow in several years um i kind of dropped off on black lightning after season one i like all these shows it just becomes a time constraint (laughs) and then when you if you try and watch like five of these shows a week it just all feels like the same thing and the but the crossovers are usually the high point of the year right so and they don't usually have that 
you know, there's some backstory or some stuff, but mm-hmm. it's rarely continuity heavy. Right. This one seemed a little bit more. So we're going to spoil all the fun surprises for Crisis. So uh, if you haven't seen it I love it this yet, part because I don't have to watch this. So. All right. Uh, first episode was Supergirl. We started out, uh, started out on Earth 89 in Gotham City. We had Robert Wool look up into the sky, mm-hmm. who played Knox in the original Tim Burton Batman movie. Okay. Yep. Uh, jumped to Earth-9 in San Francisco. We saw the Titans from mm-hmm. the streaming version. DC Universe. Uh, we saw Earth-X and the Ray, which was mm-hmm. the crossover from last year or the uh, year maybe, before. I think it was the year before. Earth-66 Gotham. We had uh, Mr. Burt Ward walking yeah, his dog. Sh- yeah, and, and he, you know he's decked out in like robin colors, oh, red, of course. And of course, the skies turn red. We hear "Holy Crimson Skies of Death," <laughs> which was very awkward. But again, it's a it's you're just, torn between how neat and how dumb. Yeah, and it's a very tight rope. You, you gotta walk with this. So uh, this the last crossover ended. We learned Oliver Oliver Queen. I almost said Oliver North. <laughs> that, that, he's not, not involved. <laughs> Ollie Queen has to sacrifice himself he makes a deal he makes a deal with the monitor and his death will survive will ensure his friend survives supergirl yeah. flash, flash all the friends mm-hmm. um because it's been foretold the flash will disappear in right. the crisis and in the comic the original comic from way back in the day um flash and supergirl die yes so very famous deaths mm-hmm. back when there weren't these huge momentous deaths every month um and the, it felt like the show was trying to reference the, yeah. the comics like it yeah. felt like it was trying to to do that so we had uh argo was destroyed which was where superman and lois lane were were that's what i thought argo <laughs> yourself <laughs> this is the planet i love to make him edit <laughs> superman's powers are gone yeah. so he can raise his child they, to get, so she could have the child and, right yeah. so they launch a baby to save a ba- right. super baby from Argo into space, they do the actual Marlon Brando dialogue from mm-hmm. Superman. So uh, this, we're seeing the stakes as these this antimatter wave is destroying planet after planet, universe after universe. Um, we get uh, Harbinger and Pariah are two characters from the comics, which didn't really pay off much. No. It just seemed like we have to throw those in there. So Lila, who's from the Arrow show diggle's wife diggle's wife was harbinger and wells harrison wells became pariah um and then so in the first episode oliver sacrifices himself and dies so green arrow dies in the first episode which seemed like a shock but i heard one of the producers said later like we spoiled it a year ago that ollie was gonna die so the only way to shock you was to (laughs) like hurry up and do it Get it over with. So they did. Then there was the crisis aftermath with Kevin Smith. They did like a Talking Dead show after the thing, where he interviewed a bunch of people, and it was very fan servicey sort of thing. So episode two was the episode of Batwoman. We introduced the seven Paragons. <laughs> these are the seven people who, if, if there's any hope for the multiverse, these people will save it. The Paragon of Hope was Kara, Supergirl. Paragon of Destiny. With Sarah Lance from Legends, Paragon of Truth with Superman, and the Paragon of Courage, they called the Future Bat. So they had to go find Batman of the Future. So they go to Earth ninety nine, and we meet Kevin Conroy, the yeah. voice of the animated Batman now in real life, 
wearing like a he was the kingdom come right the, yeah he had the like exo suit ske- exoskeleton yeah. sort of thing hmm. um he's a jerk yeah totally he's not paragon of nothing <laughs> so we learn that kate kane is the pair is the future bat yeah batwoman is the paragon of courage uh we also had a few other little cameos earth 75 we had the death of superman and metropolis earth 167 we had the Smallville universe, Tom Welling and Erica Durance. And I I did that like that. I heard, yeah. I, was yeah I, I wasn't sure how that was going to go. but That I, was one of the longer ones of the cameos. Yeah, of course, Smallville ran on the CW for 11 seasons or whatever. Um, but, you know, we're on the Kent farm, back on it, and, and Clark's there. Uh, Lex appears. We learn that... You know, he's given up his powers, basically. And he, had to raise, he has a family, him and Lois. Are, you know, they brought back Erica Durance. They're married. They have a couple girls or something. And But but it was a, had a neat little moment when Lex appears, and it's a different Lex. You know, it's John Cryer. Um, but oh, okay. It, but because, you know, as soon as he finds out he's Lex Luthor, and, you know, something needs... He, he kind of, you know, like buffed up there for a minute like you know i was just waiting for that lois i gotta go take care of this um but i like that so uh we had earth 96 in metropolis this was the brandon routh as kingdom come the background had a newspaper mm-hmm. that had alex ross's art from the kingdom come yeah. series about what had happened all the tragedies that had happened um and he's great he is a great clark kent just outstanding and he boy, he's huge now i mean if because remember when you were kind of like poking fun at the the regular Never. superman and how Never. how little he is right you put that guy up against Brian i'm Ralph, sure and it's like oh my to, Lord. then everybody gets what i'm saying <laughs> and they grade his temples and mm-hmm. made him maybe look a little older uh then we jumped to earth 18 uh, to north dakota we had jonah hex for some reason yeah and a Lazarus pit, so they're going to try to bring Ollie back. They have his body. They're going to try to bring him back. And we finally meet the Anti-Monitor. Episode 3 was Flash. We got a Earth 203, New Gotham, the Birds of Prey show from many years ago. From the 90s. We had an actress from that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Earth 666 in Los Angeles. We learned Lucifer from the Fox series yeah. is now on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And there was it, a there was a billboard, a little Easter egg with the Watchmen on it. Mm-hmm. So that's and, part and of the multiverse too. That little cameo had a huge following because that show has a cult following to it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were really tuning in. They were really excited that Lucifer was going to be you know ingrained into the so other. from the Vertigo comics, but still mm-hmm. part of the DC universe. Um, so we learned the rest of the Paragons that Barry Allen is the Paragon of Love. John Jones is the Paragon of Honor, and we meet Ryan Choi, who in the comics becomes the Adam much later, is the Paragon of Humanity. He's just kind of the everyman. Yeah. He doesn't know why he's there or what, he, what he's involved in. But we also know that Brandon Routh is leaving Legends, so this opens up the door to keep oh, an Adam around. We, know, we, we knew that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. We've introduced his replacement with a new Adam. Um... So we that's well we've seen we visit Lucifer and John Constantine goes there looking for Ollie's soul because when Lazarus pit you know his soul is mm-hmm. is gone so they have to help uh, they they throw in some dark magic sort of stuff 
Um, and then they jump to Earth 90 and John Wesley's ship. As the 90s flash, he's trapped on some crazy cosmic treadmill. Yeah. Powering the antimatter cannon that destroyed Earth 2. Uh, yeah, I, just all mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it was cool to see him in the suit, the original you know, suit from the 90s. Looked like he, he probably could get winded running, running a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, then we, we meet Jim Corrigan showed up as the Spectre, which mm-hmm. I, has he ever been on these shows before? Any of these? I wasn't sure if he was from the original NBC Constantine show. I, I no, felt he like was he, never, wa- okay. he was never on that. I well, then, yeah, maybe he was exclusive so. to this. So uh, Jim Corgan passes the mantle of the Spectre onto Ollie. Mm-hmm. So Oliver is now the new Spectre, which was a surprise to me. I, yeah. I, I didn't see yeah. it coming. Um, just as Earth-1, the last surviving Earth is destroyed, they all get zapped to Vanishing Point, a place outside of space and time. And Brandon Routh was there, but uh-oh, Luther... Snuck in instead. He uses the book of destiny that he's right. been carrying around, and he rewrites it so, and so, puts himself there instead of Kingdom Come Superman. So yeah, he short stops Superman, and we got Luther as one of the Paragons, which was not supposed to work. Um, so that is where we ended before Christmas on that cliffhanger. Yeah, we got a Star Girl trailer right after that, so that, that was mm-hmm. kind of neat. We saw some footage of Star Girl, which got me excited. But so we had to wait till January for the for this uh, conclusion. And they played them both on one night, <laughs> part four and five, all played back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, episode four was uh, from Arrow. This episode was written by Marv Wolfman and Mark Guggenheim. So Wolfman is the original writer of the comics. Right, and I enjoyed episode four and five a lot. I thought they were much better. Yeah, the payoff to all this nonsense. Because I said this was all everything... We ended with the multiverse destroyed. Right. Much like Endgame, or Infinity War ended... Mm-hmm. With everybody dead. Yeah. It's like, how are we going to fix this? So we had to wait a month to figure out how they're going to fix it. Uh, so we also had a... a, a well, Marv Wolfman. Marv Wolfman cameo. Yeah. yeah, he shows up and asks for an autograph. <laughs> which was kind of an awkward scene. But I liked him getting yeah, his, his little cool. cameo. We get a little Stan Lee cameo. Uh, so those episodes start with a flashback. We get the origin to the monitor. Ollie as the Spectre. I thought would be cooler. Yeah. He just kind of wore a, a, a hoodie. A hood. But we got he says run Barry run <laughs> and you have failed this universe. It's like oh no what what are <laughs> yeah. we doing? Um, but the biggest thing, uh, Ezra Miller pops in. Yeah, from the Justice League, the movie, movie. Flash, in a very awkwardly set <laughs> scene. So I read that, that they had wrapped filming. Okay, they had wrapped filming, and they said the first couple episodes were locked, and the whatever a soft lock or they basically had that the show done and like the cw head guy calls up guggenheim and says hey could you fit in ezra miller to do a cameo he's like i can absolutely do that <laughs> whatever you want to do so he called he calls grant gustin is like he said i wanted to check with him to make sure he was okay with it because uh-huh. he didn't uh, upstage him or something okay. he's like yeah he was totally on board so they flew them both to vancouver after the show yeah. was done they said they had already taken apart the arrow set and like all the oh. people had stopped working because yeah. that show's done. Yeah. It's like so we had to shoot at Star Lab set for the Flash. Mm-hmm. It was just like hurry up, do that. So it seemed very like it almost seemed like they weren't in the same room when they filmed it. Like the way they shot it, it was kind of yeah. awkward. But I, it surprised me. I didn't know that was coming, so I was like, "This is pretty cool." And I was talking to Michael about it um, yesterday, I think, and 
and we we kind of both agreed that we really enjoyed that and it was something it finally you know pulling the pulling the movies universe into the the CD, CW TV universe finally I was like that was pretty cool that needed I felt like it needed to be done and uh, establishing all this other stuff as part of right the canon so now this is too um at one point somebody says rebirth the universe which was not mm. you know the rebirth in the comics world yeah that's just an awkward way to say that but it feels like you know, a way to say I hey think- remember the rebirth um so much like Endgame, flash has to jump back through the speed force and all the memories of his teammates to, to kind of re, mm-hmm. re reassemble the team it's like a kind of running through some of the greatest hits moments yeah um the paragons have to do another care bear stare they kind of uh, with all their power aligned you know <laughs> they kill Oliver a second time yeah well one it didn't take the first time <laughs> so, so just had another death like okay yeah, sorry he's gonna fight the monitor or yeah. the anti-monitor and so that ends sacrifice himself one more time oh Ollie did it what's that up there it was a new smaller universe hmm. dun 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 uh, next hour episode 5 back to Legends season premiere of DC's Legends tomorrow it opens with Lex winning the Nobel Peace Prize everything's weird we learn there's just one Earth Mm-hmm. There's a Bebo attack and Sar- oh, Sargon Bebo. the Sorcerer. I loved it. Okay. That may have been my favorite moment, bringing <laughs> Bebo back. That was one of... That was a couple... Was it two seasons ago or was it last season? It, it was, was a couple... Because they've couple referenced seasons. it since then. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, on Legends, they had to use the uh, totems, whatever they were, to uh, combine and form Bebo uh, <laughs> to uh, save the... Save the timeline, and uh, I love seeing Bebo back because I I thought that was just that was one of the, my favorite Legends seasons. So so this last episode was basically like a half hour of the characters figuring out what everyone knew that now it's like at- the Martian Manhunter running from character yeah. to character to you know does a, like a voodoo mind thing. And- yeah, so we now have one universe, one CW universe, Black Lightning, Supergirl. Mm. They're not all on different Earths now. It's all one thing much like the original crisis comic right condensed the continuity Mm -hmm. and made it simpler into one storyline now cw has done the same thing and the ones they showed specifically uh earth 2 we got a shot of the jsa yep earth 12 we got a shot of the green lantern core Mm -hmm. which is going to be a hbo show right yeah but they used footage from the ryan Ryan reynolds Reynolds movie so uh earth 19 we got a swamp thing from the streaming service Another shot of Earth-9 and the Titans. Mm-hmm. Earth-21 and the Doom Patrol. Yeah. Having a dance party. Was that a yeah. scene from the series? No, that was all new footage? That's just that show. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if, I, if you ever wanted just a tiny glimpse of, of a show, that, that was it. And I got it. Uh, Earth-96, we got Brandon Routh as Superman again flying into the cosmos. Yeah, that that was grand. actually a pretty cool moment. Mm-hmm. We Yeah, it's, uh, that, it's that famous... Um, Superman, what's uh, 80s? The actor. Christopher Reeve. Yeah, Christopher Reeve. Uh, that famous shot of him coming, you know, as the earth is turning, him coming around it and kind of gives that little, yeah, that little wink. Yeah. And in the, in the, tr- the classic Superman suit, it was great. Loved it. So we learned that the CW Earth is now Earth Prime. We, and then we get a final scene of them at their new headquarters. That looks remarkably like 
the uh, Hall of Justice. Hall of Justice from Super Friends. Meanwhile, they get a nice round table, or they all have a chair to sit in with a little symbol on it, just like get, the uh, right. the Kenner toy I yes, had. They get their symbols. <laughs> uh, they start playing the music from Super Friends. Yeah, and there's a weird noise in the background. And yeah. There's a, a cage that's empty, open. Yeah, a cage ca- labeled Gleek <laughs> and a banana peel. Gleek the space monkey. <clears throat> so in the same interview, Guggenheim said. They ask him, is Gleek going to be, what show is Gleek going to be on? He's like, well, he's kind of a jump ball right now. Whoever wants to use him, if they want to do it, they can't. So I don't think there's any concrete plans to actually have oh, a Gleek. Oh, man, give me some Zan and Jaina. <laughs> Form of an ice pick. So, again, it's like five hours to condense the CW down into one yeah. thing. It was fine. It yeah, was. Yeah. I, I, I think hopes were real high for this crossover, and it didn't quite pay off for me. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. That was the important thing. It was. Um, it was something I was really like. This could be really good, or this could be really, really, really bad. And it turns out it was somewhere in the middle. So, but all our shows are, you know, it's they're all connected now. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a lot more sense, and we can do more team-ups without trying to explain away how this character got from this world right, to that world. Right, right. Um, so that's great. And in, in fact, there's even a little scene when uh, right after the, the new universe is born and uh, Kara uh, runs off to... There's a villain, um, doesn't matter who, and as she's just getting ready to stop the villain, the Flash shows up and says, Oh! One of mine, sorry. And uh, and uh, a guy comes up with a picture and he says, oh, can I have your autograph? And he's like, they're both like, you know who they are? He's like, what are you doing on my earth? Yeah. What are you doing on my earth? Yeah. Oh, wacky. So, that's it. Crisis. Yeah. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Violence in the streams. That is what we are. Cross the streams. Coach Mayor, <laughs> you been watching anything on a streaming platform? I'm uh, yeah, a few things, yeah. Uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. Your Honor, she's going on the road with Shy Baldwin. It's a huge thing. And you're okay with this? I am. You both seem okay with everything. We are. Right? Yeah, they could see me now. That little gang of mine. I'm eating fancy chow and drinking fancy wine. <laughs> An unmarried woman will take the pill so she can have as much sex as she wants. I'd like those thumbo bums to see for a fact. And a married woman will just have a headache and call it a night. This is the first of a million tours. You ready? Off to the races. Happy flight. Well, it was your penis she was talking about. I'm not mine. I said I was drunk. Tits up. Tehran. I know. third season came out around Christmas time, so it's relatively new. This is a favorite of my wife. Uh, it's created and written by Amy Sherman Palladino, who very famously did Gilmore Girls, which is, of course has a big cult following. Um, 
and this is a kind of an Emmy darling that always wins a bunch of Emmys yeah, yeah. for acting and everything. So I don't know that a lot of people watch it, but I watched it. I've watched them all. Emmys, yeah. Rachel Brosnahan was on. Um, I think first place I saw her was on House of Cards. She was on there, a very small role, but this was good. I had uh, you know had some newer uh, Sterling K. Brown. You mentioned earlier he was on this season. Um, Jason Alexander had a small role, which is weird. You don't see him too often. Um, and Jane Lynch, her role was a little expanded this year. She was good, but yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's uh, you know you can see what people like about it. It's you know if you like those kind of period pieces, it's uh, it's good. This yeah. is like one of the Amazon's biggest shows, yeah. right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It went. It's just wins award after award. Yeah. It's good. It's good. it's just good binge and TV to sit there and watch it. It's like. It's so costumed, you know, of the time. Like, whoever's doing that, you know, they very intricate yeah, for every great. scene. You can just look at every scene. It just looks yeah. amazing. It's, it's really good. Yep. Uh, I'm also talking about old shows. We started watching The Crown on Netflix. Which yeah, I really enjoyed season one. Yeah. But I never really just got back around to okay. finish it. I, you know, listen. The Royals are in the news right now, okay? We've got Harry, Meghan, got all kind of problems going on over there. So we were in the mood to get some uh, royal drama, and this provided it. So I said I, I've never cared about the royal family, but as I was watching this, I turned to my wife. I said, I get it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just like us. <laughs> all their problems they're thought. just like us no it's it's great very well done I think the third season of that just came out a couple mm-hmm. months ago so I watched some stuff on Netflix uh... what you're about to see is a children's TV special and I made it on purpose John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch did anybody else check this out I signed back up for Netflix Oh my gosh! For the next down. like twenty some days, I have to, I have Netflix. So I, I was con- it's in my queue. <laughs> like, is it kid friendly? I was confused. Like, should I watch it with my kids or not? I don't. I don't know. Your kids got days. scared when I let you borrow a card game. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Can I ask a question? What's the tone of the show? Is it ironic, or do you like doing a children's show? That we talk a lot about that. That's a million dollar question. Uh, this is him and his kid pals tackle existential topics and they have catchy songs and comedy sketches. I mean, there are it is a mix of stupid comedy sketches like any other of these sketch things. That some, I mean, some of it's dumb, but some of it really is you know, it is them talking with kids about some serious things that's commenting. They'll have like in between some sketches, just kids talking to the camera about things they worry about and things. And just like speaking frankly, they worry about dying or dr- uh, just where it would be just an awkward thing for a kid to say like, I, I'm dr- about drowning and it's the scariest thing ever and stuff. It's like, I don't know if I you want to say, have your kids start <laughs> thinking about that stuff, but uh, yeah. you know, it's just being realistic about, we all worry about things, you know, and facing it head on instead of glossing over everything. So it's it's got a, you know, an interesting take on that. I, I like that. It was like, just, just, just talk about it. You know, I like John Mulaney. Uh, I also watched 
I mentioned this briefly a couple episodes ago, but I wanted to zero in on it here for a second. Don't F with cats on Netflix. Um, it's just another true co- crime show. And this only goes three episodes. So it's a three hour investment. Is it about cats? Oh uh, yeah. For a few minutes. <laughs> oh, um, it, basically the premise being that, uh, as one of the women says, um, you can do about anything you want on the internet, but you don't F with cats or, or the equivalent. You don't hurt an animal. People hate that. Some people like can't watch a movie or anything. If a, like they've never seen John Wick cause they're the dog died. They can't handle that kind of stuff. So, um, so basically, you know, it just starts off with some guy puts out a video that he hurts some cats and it's very disturbing, but, that doesn't last a long time. So if that's stopping you, you know, it, that's not, they don't dwell on that forever. Um, but basically they, this has happened for other things where they started a Facebook group. These people were mad and they were going to catch this guy by investigating what they could see in the video and using that, those clues to try to track this guy down. And it goes, what places you never would believe, and that why is why it qualified to be made into this show. Uh, it was one of the one of the more amazing uh, true crime things I've ever seen, and I highly recommend it. It's so short, you know. You, I, you know, Jared, you said you watched it. We watched it on your recommendation, and it. Yeah. It was not a fun watch. <laughs> no, I no. would say it, it's extremely disturbing, but yeah, it's fascinating, and you're never quite sure what's going to happen next. And it's uh, yeah, if, certainly if you're a fan of the true crime genre, check it out because it's yeah, it's a must watch. If you if you like that kind of stuff, this is this is right exactly what you want. Uh, the last thing I would say I watched on Netflix, I haven't heard. I've seen some thing on things online, people say anything, but I haven't like seen people. On fa- I expected to see Facebook stuff about it, like something called Cheer. Has anybody heard of Cheer? Uh, I have heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah this is who I thought would may have, maybe have heard of it. I could see your wife watching that, or or Carly or something. I mean, I liked it, and I you know it's just mm-hmm. it's just a one of those addictive things where you're just like, okay, I'll watch the next one. It's like it's just about a cheer team. It's like one of the best. Co- a junior college cheer team is a community college, but they're all about the their cheer squad. And it's just these amazing Alex P. Keaton level athletes. <laughs> I'll use that great reference again. No one will get. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's Navarro College. I don't really. I don't even remember where they were stationed, but it it's just a. They're, they had won the national championship the previous year and they're going for it again. Mm-hmm. And it's just they have recruits from all over come there and you watch them getting their routine ready and you're like, are you ever going to have this ready? You guys, this part? Anyway, it's just... Did you get upset when the one girl got hurt there at the end and was she going to make it back on... I couldn't... Have you seen it? Because... I have not. There's so many people that got hurt. I couldn't <laughs> even tell you. All I know is Jerry's the best. Everybody loves Jerry. And... You know, that's the big takeaway. But it was good. It was, a, it was just 
like a, any kind of documentary like that where you're watching a sports team or something get ready for the championship and are they going to win it? And watching people perform at a really high level in anything is interesting. Uh, I'll say along those else? lines, I'll just throw out a movie that's streaming on Disney Plus that we, my family and I just watched last week was Free Solo, the documentary. And yeah, it was very high that. on my list a couple, yeah. last year. It, uh did it win an Oscar, maybe, for Best yeah, Documentary? Yeah, I believe so. Um, but it's about the uh, El rock, Capitan. Yeah, rock climber who mm. climbs without ropes, which is what they call free solo. Uh, but, you know, my, my wife, who hates heights, you know, like couldn't watch half the movie, but I convinced her to check it out because I thought he was a fascinating guy and just, you know, watching him prepare for it was, was pretty good. So, yeah, it's on Disney Plus if you have that. And, highly recommend yeah excellent excellent yeah. i drove columbus to see that mm-hmm. yeah i previously mentioned um D- speaking of disney plus uh the new aladdin movies on there it's very good um i, I talked to these guys i think a couple weeks ago i mentioned maybe that uh or a week ago that uh, i sat down one night and um we watched the apple dumpling gang um it's really good still great family movie kids enjoyed it and then we sat down again and we watched Flight of the Navigator, which was a classic movie from my childhood. Came out in 1986 um, about a boy that gets abducted by aliens in 1978 and does not age. And then the alien puts him back where he found him. But it's, you know, eight years later, every his brother and family and everybody has grown up. And then uh, he goes on this flight. In, in the alien ship with uh, Pee Wee Herman and uh, <laughs> I know the title pretty great pretty great I, so I, I, I enjoyed remember. that on Disney Plus my wife still uh, man I tell you I think she watches more National Geographic programs than anything on that on that and service they, they keep putting out episodes of the world according to Jeff Goldblum I thought it was going to oh. be a short little thing no yeah every Friday there's another one I don't know how <laughs> many of these things he made I watched that uh, the, the RV episode you were talking about <laughs> Oh yeah, where he goes to where uh, somewhere in Indiana, where like where they manufacture eighty percent of RVs or whatever, mm. and there's a bunch of Amish employees there, and mm. he's asking them, "Oh, hey, you know that song? Yeah, you yeah. see this <laughs> movie? That's great." Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, awesome. they they pull out in the RV, he's like, "Get your motor running." <laughs> Oh, you, you know that song? The Amish guy's like, no. Nope. What, you've never seen Easy Rider? <laughs> nope. Like, no, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No idea what an Amish person was. Um, but yeah, I do. I, I I love that show. It's great. I love the moment. Over. I think it's in the tattoo episode where he's like, they're they're having a whole function. It's like Jeff Goldblum Day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're all in there getting tattoos. And he goes in and surprises them. It's so great. And he's like, it's just... Where one of those where you're somewhere, everybody knows who you are. And it's like in a, another scene a few minutes later, he's outside and somebody looks over at him. He's like waving at him or whatever. And they, he's like, oh, they have no idea. It, it's like, it really depends where you're at. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. So um, I streamed a movie. It was on Hulu. So I'm not sure what the source was through Hulu, but what the exact channel it was on. But um, my wife found it. It was called Instant Family. I yeah. thought this was going to be horrible. Uh, Marky Mark. Yeah. Rose yeah. Byrne. It wasn't bad, though. I heard it wasn't bad. It wasn't I bad at all. It. it was kind of sweet. And uh, they just they play a married couple that you know, they flip houses, that type of thing. They have no children, and they suddenly decide they're kind of talked into uh, becoming, they're like, well, let's 
become foster, foster parents, parents mm. and uh, get some kids. And yeah, her was pretty good. That wasn't too bad. Did we do it? I think we did. All right, it. so we uh, with the release of uh, a movie we are going to see very soon. We decided to do a one job. One job forever? Look, I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm going to do it. Okay? You tosser! You had one job to do. You put out a poll, right on our secret. Super secret page. So if you are a patron or would like to be one, one dollar a month gets you access to our patron only Facebook page. We did have someone apply. Yeah. So to if, try to be yeah. a member, and it, we uh, he didn't we, have a dollar. No, 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 no dollar. You you're not getting it. in. Sorry. <laughs> so if you're out there listening, sorry if we, but we rejected you because <laughs> the rules are strict. <laughs> So if you're a patron, not only do you get a bunch of extra audio and some fun behind-the-scenes bits, you get to vote for our one job. So we put out a poll ahead of time, so we've got a few uh, of our patrons shared their opinion. It's got a little much. I think they're overstepping (laughs) their bounds just a tad. But (laughs) (laughs) I like this. Coach Bear does not patronize us. He doesn't give us a dollar. in the dark. I keep remembering that I have not. Yeah, just being a guest on the podcast does not get you yeah, access. <laughs> it's the most exclusive I club. I brought a dollar worth of cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't even summer. It's <laughs> a great joke. Um, anyway, so what are we doing? <laughs> We're going to do Mike Lowry himself, Will Smith. That's right, because of the release of Bad Boys for Life. And... Uh, so, what was your choices you put on the poll? Movie star. I mean, there's not a lot of movie stars A-list. in this day and age. A-list, you know. Leading man. Leading man for Action a long star. time. Overrated. Oh, sorry. Cliff, are you on the page there? Uh, No. No, you're just texting. Just, <laughs> no, I'm just scrolling. Oh, do you need us to look? I can look real quick here. Okay. He's right on that. So, obviously, rose to prominence in the hip-hop world as a rapper. Yeah, known as the Fresh Prince. Sure, that's where the world and found out about would him. Would that count as a job? Yes. Yeah, oh, we added that. Yes. If you want to yeah. talk, if you want to use his music career as his most defining. Yeah, where if you're unfamiliar, this is the segment where we pick one, a person's defining job. Their one job you'd put on their tombstone as the most influential thing they did, or the best thing they did, or the, the most emblematic of their whole career. If they just got one shot at it. This yeah, is so, what you want to remember. Yeah, by. Jordan collected a few of the more well-known things that he'd done. So he had him on a choice there as musician. Also, you had him for some movie roles. Uh, Hancock. He was John Hancock on there. Muhammad Ali and Ali. Mike Lowry and Bad Boys. Um, Robert Neville and I Am Legend. Stephen Hiller and Independence Day. Jay and Men in Black. Del Spooner and iRobot. He also had other, and then as a in his TV role as the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh well. So we'll discuss one of the this biggest in a sitcoms of all. You know, a, a very <laughs> a huge influential music career. Right. One of the biggest sitcoms of all time. Right. The winner of our uh, sitcom. 
uh, theme, theme song, song yeah. list, so an immortal theme song that he performed, <laughs> right. and then went on to be a huge movie star yeah. uh, for decades. So y- you think this might be easy? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, has not been nominated for two Oscars. He was nominated for Ali and for The Pursuit of Happiness. Mm. So two, two okay. award-worthy that, films. I was trying to think of that movie, yeah, what the name of that movie was. Yeah, um, so I'll list off some of the some of his movie roles here. Let's see, because it's again every time we do this, we think, is this really all they? Well, you always feel like there's going to be more really big things that were great, and instead, I always feel like I'm reading off a list of mediocre things. Anyway, so he was in bright. <laughs> um, he. Uh, there's three bad boys movies. That's big. Uh, Spies in the Skies recently. Wild Wild West. He famously chose over The Matrix. <laughs> and, and, oh, after being offered that role. Um, you said Ali. There was also Concussion. Was a movie did. Um, Enemy of the State with Gene Hackman. That's a good one. Um, collateral damage or something was that something or collateral beauty oh that's a terrible movie don't watch <laughs> seven pounds which is it that on the it's like the weight of your soul or something when you yeah. die after earth that terrible m night movie oh yeah uh gemini man that had a few got, duds had a few yeah. duds yeah. Yeah. And Gem- we all have <laughs> angley's a gemini man that was supposedly terrible this year nobody liked um shark tale did a uh, Focus with Margot Robbie was pretty good. I liked that movie. Um, Hitch. That's yep. a movie. That's a popular movie. That people. That's one of those that people have seen a thousand times yep. on Saturday afternoon. Um, you, like you said, you mentioned Hancock. I always like that more than most people. It seems like I, it's kind of an oddball movie, but I I enjoyed that. Um, and Jason Bateman in that. Is that correct? I'm going to say yes. You have strong opinions on I have Hancock. strong opinions. Oh, <laughs> I want to talk. This is your moment. I, I've And I only saw that movie once. Yes. And I remember coming away thinking, like, the first 40 minutes of that movie, it was shaping up to be the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> and then, like, the last 45 minutes were so dumb that I hated it by the end. Oh, okay. it's been a long time since I saw it's it. It's like... It, yeah, it starts. He's like drunk and he yeah. just hates everyone. But he's like Superman. Yeah, he has like Superman yeah. powers. And I thought, what a brilliant yeah. idea! Like, have this very you know unlikable guy that has superpowers, and it's like a, a smart new kind of take on a superhero tale. And he was great in it. And I just remember by the end, it was like. They turned. It wasn't Charlize Theron into that. Yes, Hit, like her, her and Jason Bateman. Yeah. They turned into time traveling superheroes who were like flying through the city, uh, knocking I've down buildings. Yeah. And it made no sense to me. Maybe I dreamed it. I don't know. <laughs> Someone needs to tell me. But I don't remember that. I swear that's how that. Movie they become time traveling superheroes. They were like super villains, and they traveled through time, and it made no sense, and I hated it. I think you had a dream. I, okay, maybe I hallucinated that. <laughs> but I, I don't but yeah, but I came away thinking how great he was in that movie and how good that movie could have been. 
Yeah, I remember liking so that. Mad. It got very serious towards the end, and I I, I remember liking that about it. And that, yes, yeah, so she's a amnesiac immortal. Uh, yeah. It's oh, then they they, they tried to explain how he got his powers or something, where it's something that did not need to be explained. Oh, yeah, and they, the mortals had to pair up so they wouldn't lose their powers. <laughs> it's like what? Okay. It just started off as like this great. Kind yeah. of dark comedy of about a, a a superhero who was a terrible guy. Yeah, and it was like I don't know what the heck happened after that. So they put like I remember they put like some sort of mark on the moon or something. They branded the moon with like this heart or something like that. It was weird. It went off the rails. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, it was in all three men in first three men in black movies, which uh, you know that's. One of the biggest things he ever did. Um, then, yeah, like I said, I Robot, Pursuit of Happiness, Independence Day was huge. I Am Legend was, I really enjoyed that. Um, Suicide Squad, more recently, Aladdin. It looks like he, yeah, he had a run 95, he did Bad Boys, 96, Independence Day, 97, Men in Black. This was when he was like the biggest movie star yes, in the world. You right. Know, that, those yeah. were the big roles. 98 was Enemy of the State, which that's a good one. People yeah. know. And then 99, Wild Wild West. So. And I just think that <laughs> all just, came crashing. That's, what, that's right. He just made some bad, some bad choices. Because it was never anything that I felt was like great. He's always watchable, though. Like he, he elevates whatever he's in. He's always entertaining. I like him. Because to think he didn't do The Matrix, which I'm glad. Because I feel like maybe it wouldn't have been what it was. They said that when he was offered the role, uh, Morpheus was going to be Val Kilmer. And then when they gave it to Keanu, they switched it. But then he was... uh, Quentin Tarantino wrote Django Unchained for him. And he he didn't take it. And um, Jamie Foxx did a great job. It was just like, are you stupid? (laughs) I just feel like he doesn't want to push himself. He's to like, these but he places. also like. I just watched he's, him on. He's a brand. Seth Meyers or something recently. He's promoting Bad Boys, and he's verging on that kind of Tom Cruise thing where he has a very phony. Hey, I'm just here to have fun, guys. Like, there's a weird artificialness about him. It doesn't. Yeah, there's tri- something they share in common. No, I, didn't, I, I wasn't going to mention it for uh, litigation purposes. <laughs> Well, yeah, they're listening. <laughs> they're Allegedly, always, so. they're always listening. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but, they, but they, it doesn't. They're, to they're me, very, it doesn't. Both, they're a brand. Where Tom Cruise translates to the screen, I see that kind of phoniness on the screen. I never said it with with Will Smith. Like he, he's always really watchable in anything. Anyway, what are you guys thinking? Well, what what did the, what was the result of the poll? Well, is this are we giving them any hype yet? Yeah, we got to give their opinions. They went through a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> they might as well have made out. <laughs> oh, are they listening to this? Well, they're patrons. They paid for it. They better. Be. <laughs> I don't remember what they say. Let's see. Justin Lowe, famous. Silver level patron. He's got to go with the music career. Yeah. He was, he's the DJ. Dropped in 88. The genre was dark and hard street. And he goes on. And it just, uh, NWA was very, you know, very dark. 
And this was lighthearted. You didn't have to. You could have a sense of humor. Man, remember those old videos? Parents just don't understand. Oh, and all those. Like his videos were, you know, they were appointment viewing. Oh, trust me. Jesse Starcher got it on. <laughs> we don't want to totally reveal. We, we try to keep the patron stuff secret. So, but this they know this is uh, you can going talk out. freely, huh? They know this is going out. Oh, okay. So the poll is public. Okay, Justin Lowe, man. <laughs> That's where he, Jesse first discovered. He went back to rock the house. Got every album up to Code Red. He changed the vote twice, so he didn't know what to do. They're yeah, Jesse was a little bit on the fence with this one, I think. Yeah. Nightmare on My Street. Yeah. I think I could beat Mike Tyson. Come on. <laughs> uh, yo, Jazzy, transform. Um, so they both voted, it, it looks like, for... The rapper. The Fresh Prince. Yeah. Rapper. Musician. Version. And not, that, I mean, not the show, the not, musician. Yeah. I, I mean, hip-hop and that, like, it was still... Not a real mainstream thing. He mm-hmm. helped. Oh, he yeah, helped the he whole was... genre become as successful as it oh, is. Oh, there so. was a point on MTV where I mean, I think every half hour you could have uh, you yeah. could have watched. Parents just don't understand. Yeah. Um, what are you guys thinking? I'll, I'll throw a little love out there for a couple that you mentioned that uh, you know aren't going to be there at the end, but that I like. One's iRobot. I I like that version. Okay. Um, much like Jordan, you know, it's anti-robot, so you know I'm gonna like it. Right. And I am Legend. I, I, I yeah, was a I fan really, of that. Yeah, movie. I like and that. And he's really good in that yeah. too, because that's that whole movie is it's just him and a dog yeah. talking about dog. People can't watch movies where like dogs die and stuff. Yeah. But he's really great, and uh, I don't know that it's a great movie, but he's really great. And yeah, yeah, I feel good. like that. Yeah, I feel like the movie could have been a lot better. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he was deaf. I had both those written down as well as just kind of starring roles that elevated, yeah. you know, very basic sci-fi mm-hmm. sort of premise. Yes, I had two two Oscar nominees. Ali's a good movie, but I, I couldn't say yeah, it's a, a no, one no, I'd no. rewatch. Happiness, it sort of that almost seemed like I'm going to get an award for this. Yeah. Like it was him trying really hard. It's so. a tear it's, it's it's fine. It's not a bad yeah, movie I like by any stretch, but I like Independence Day. That's what you get. <laughs> Look at you, ship all bang up. Who's the man? Huh? Who's the man? Wait till I get another plane. I'm lining all your friends up right beside you. Where you at, huh? Huh? Where you at? Welcome to Earth. I remember going to the theater and it was a huge hit and uh, really liking that movie, but I don't. It's not like it's, he was some. Yeah. It's not. As, it's That's more of an ensemble, right? But he was such a breakout 
from that movie. Like he, that, I welcome, welcome to Earth. Yeah, that's the quote of that movie. <laughs> and, that, and that was his. You know, he did Bad Boys before that, but that was an R rated. You know, not as many yeah. people saw that. And he obviously. was second build to Martin, to Martin Lawrence. Lawrence yeah. Yeah. So he was not the star. Was kind of his his that shot party. him off into yeah. stardom. Yeah. I personally, Bad Boys is uh, my fate. One of one of my favorite. One of my top ten movies of all time. <laughs> Bad Boys two, eh, not so great. Hopefully, Bad Boys three is amazing. But. We'll see tomorrow yeah uh him as mike lowry the way he bickers with martin lawrence there's nothing better but i'm i that's just a personal choice i don't know if i could say that for everyone mm-hmm. i feel the same way about independence day iconic like that was the biggest movie yeah for a long time um and same with men in black like he owned that you know hit him in that suit and the sunglasses and the the, yeah. the clicker thingy like that was pop culture back then. like that was iconic instantly yeah, i would almost say because i you know you could kind of look at independence day and men in black as kind of you know those were the two kind of big big ones for him but to me yeah independence day you know you think about the bill pullman speech maybe you think about mm-hmm. gold bloom but like men in black you know, because Tommy Lee Jones is very stoic in that movie, and he's great. But that movie is all Will Smith energy and everything he's doing in that. So I, I you know, I would almost put maybe Men in Black above Independence Day. <laughs> What's so funny, Edwards? Your boy Captain America over here, the best of the best of the best, sir. <laughs> you know, with honors. You know, he's just really excited, and he has no clue why we're here. That's just, that's very funny to me. <laughs> Y'all ain't laughing, though. Yeah, those movies never did much for me. Uh, <laughs> Any I, love for the TV? It's, well, I was, it's, it's the TV no. show. I'm just going to say, it's the TV show for me. From the minute I saw what you said, Will Smith, I was like, well, it's The Fresh Prince. Um, I think it was a, that show was on for quite a while. I think it was must-see TV at the time, and I, I, I just think from '90s sitcommy shows, I think he was great. It wasn't buffoonery all the time. It had you know good laughs in it. it had a good cast, but I he really drove the show. He, um, it was an innovative thing to take this rapper from Philadelphia that had never acted in his life. And yeah, I watched um, a commentary or something, an interview with Will Smith one time, and they went back to like the first episode, the pilot episode. And he's like, "Look at me." He's like, "Look how bad I am. <laughs> look at my lips. If you look close enough, you can see me." He he memorized everybody's lines, and then as they were saying it, he was like saying it himself under his breath. So that was was the show that made him an actor. Um, that's where he learned how to be an actor and he was good in it. And there were, you know, I I was a kid, but there were several episodes that I remember, you know, kind of being like, Oh, that's pretty serious. If you drop the, why didn't he want me, man scene right here? (laughs) Yeah. I I would probably vote for it right now, man. Yeah. Very famous, you know, with his, uh, deadbeat dad. He thought was, uh gonna finally be come back and be a part of his of his life and it's it's not unimportant what a crossover success he was you know as a hip-hop artist he has one group of fans but as a sitcom star is a whole different thing you have to appeal to every demographic sure and 
again, at that time, even today, there's not a ton of African-American movie stars of mm-hmm. his caliber, if there ever was or will be. But he appealed to everybody. He was a clean, wholesome, clean-cut, funny kid who just had charm yeah. out the wazoo. And, you know, it was... he. You could argue, oh, he 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 was safe. He was a safe choice. You know, he wasn't he wasn't really controversial. He was a clean but, rapper. Mm. All his lyrics were were san- sanitary. So, I don't know, you know, what the argument is there, but it's yeah. You know, there's something to be said it, for how he you know crossed all these platforms and all this yeah. the, all the demographics. Right. I and, think and, at the expense of having any edge, though. I just thought uh, I think when I think okay, what well, my choices would be, I okay. Of his movies, Bad Boys is the, probably the closest to being anywhere near my top 100. But I don't, not because of him as much as Martin Lawrence. You know, just, he was he was just better in that to me. I love that movie, but and I think uh, I probably like him the best in I Am Legend. Like said, so, you know, that's probably the edgiest thing I could think of. He's been in that he had he, you know, it was gritty, you know, and and then. But then I think the TV series. Is yeah, the importance of that show. Uh, I know it's a sitcom from the nineties. Hey, you have to. But do we get? No, there's no guilt for sitcom. I, I mean, do we me. get an iced tea on on SVU? <laughs> do we get? That's what's the most Thank important. God, thing. We've yeah. Got our do iced we get Ice Cube as a movie star? I mean, it kind of all started with Will Smith. Yeah. So are you guys, what are you lock? You're locked in at Bad Boys. No, I said that's just my personal favorite, but I said I don't know if it's that's his. Yeah, look, looking at the movies, uh, you know, I would say Bad Boys is my favorite movie role yeah. of his. But I, you could convince me to go with the Fresh Prince TV show. I mean, I, I would, I'll, I'd hop. Yeah, on that I couldn't go. I, I mean, I like that movie the best, but not it. As the best thing he's ever done. And it's weird, like Independence Day and Men in Black. When those were first out, I watched those over and over again. I really yeah, love those movies, too. but they just I haven't paid any attention to them since. So I, I don't know. It's hard to to pick the you know. It's you can't understand how important they were then, but I don't know if they are. Oh, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna just lock in with the TV show because it is the most the thing I associate with him the most. He is the you know. Mm-hmm. That that whole run of that show and that's that theme song, you know. Was and, just, and I'm with Justin and Jesse in the fact that I owned a bunch of Will Smith yeah, I, albums I never too. Did. I, I did. I really liked his stuff. But I had the getting jiggy with it CD <laughs> single. <laughs> if that counts. But yeah, I mean, I loved all that stuff too, and it it, it was important. <laughs> get that for your birthday. <laughs> I had but, to play it on the band bus or something. Uh, like, that some makes reason, sense. I had to have that song for some reason. I can't remember. <laughs> Gosh, you we were still on, the because it the was the bus. millennium, and that's what we were <laughs> say. Right. You were still in high school when that came out. Oh my gosh, maybe not. It was yeah. like ninety nine. Was it thousand? Well, no, yeah, you correct. No, it was ninety nine. I'm forty. That's true. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm, 40. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm 40. We're getting off track <laughs> because we're old. Oh, okay. okay. So, so we went with the well, show. The most important thing is that the patrons never get their way. Yeah. So yeah. far, so, they they get yeah. nothing but a big makeout. What slash. do they have to show for their hard-earned dollar? Is the question. I'll go with you guys. I'll vote Fresh Prince Television. Let's make it unanimous. Hugh. Nanamus. Plus, it gave DJ Jazzy Jeff a recurring role. 
Yeah. So he they did, he doesn't leave his friends out in the cold. Oh, so historically on the list, we're going with Will from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I didn't even know what his last name was on there. Banks? No. Yeah. They were the well, they were the Banks family. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. his last name. I need him then, and I don't need him now. Will. Nah, you know what, Uncle Phil? I'm going to get through college without him. I'm going to get a great job without him. I'm going to marry me a beautiful honey. And I'm having me a whole bunch of kids. I'm going to be a better father than he ever was. And I sure as hell don't need him for that. Because ain't a damn thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man? Anyway, we'll just put Will on his tombstone. Your home Fresh is the best. Bel-Air. That's right. I want to know whatever happened to that cab driver. Like, what? What's his story? The cab driver was uh, um, Quincy Jones. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay, we did it. <laughs> All right. So, um, you've listened to this and us prattle on for a good while now tonight. Uh, but before we go, share over social media um if you have a viral tweet <laughs> maybe mention us <laughs> just say hey come check out this cool podcast it can over happen at, uh, anytime. when the next yeah. person dies yeah. you be ready take advantage of that situation to mm-hmm. promote be on the ready yeah. right. have a photo ready um and tell them www.udownwithkpp.com can we double check that address i'm pretty sure that's the correct okay, address good. Uh, at the Kapow Podcast on the said Twitter. I, I didn't use that account for my viral <laughs> tweet. <laughs> Ain't that always the way? Uh, uh, Podbean, Google Play, Google Podcast, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Spotify, Maybe. YouTube. Check us out. We got our own channel. Um, we got some videos up. And Facebook. If you pay a dollar, become a patron, you can be on the secret Facebook. Yeah, so we love think- it. We like. I do want to say to Jesse, Justin, keep it up. I loved seeing you guys. So I was like, listen, now, look, this is happening in our house. Our kids, look at them go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Come yeah, if you like our regular Facebook page, you got to come to the secret page. Yeah. It's, it's a whole people really world. let their hair down on there. <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us once again, Jared. Thank you for having me. And we will be back shortly. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.